The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. Oh, I don't Hold know. Hold on. Does Mike McDonald want to be on the podcast? Hold on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's find out. Let's hey, Mike. What's up? Hey, we're recording right now. Do you oh, want to say nuts. something? No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you guys. I'll let you go. No, dude, please. Now you you got to say something. Yeah, now you're part of it. (laughs) Can you actually sing a Michael McDonald song? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, hey, dude, stay angry, stay Italian, okay? Sounds good. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Why should I change my name? He's the one that sucks. Why is such a a guinea fucking named McDonald? Uh, Because he's part. He got the best of both worlds. Not only is he Sicilian, but he's also Scottish. (laughs) So the anger manifests itself on multiple Euro levels. So both parents hit you a lot. Yeah. You just have to hope that the right side shows up and headbutts you instead of shooting you. (laughs) Dude, totally. You know what? You know what the Scots are known for being what they call in Europe mean, which means cheap. Cheap. So he's angry and cheap. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's a good combo. And dude. he's single. And what did Mike, My- Mike Myers said that their only martial art was called Faki. Faki. <laughs> yeah, he is the human definition of swipe right. He dude. is. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I love, I love my boy. Speaking dude. of human definitions of swiping yes, right. Yes, sir. Rush Limbaugh's fat ass is in the ground where he belongs. Right. I mean, unless, of course, he was he was cremated and then his ashes were spread nah, dude, he's all with, over uh, Donald Trump's orange chest. He's with he's with Epstein and the rover that just landed on Mars. Oh, shit. That's is that where? Conspiracy theory. I was wondering why yeah. it was why He's that really parachute dead. was so fancy because they've got precious cargo. You can't cremate Rush Limbaugh because I've seen Return <laughs> of the Living Dead. <laughs> Are we all going to turn into conservatives? Yeah, if that smoke goes in the air and it starts raining, we all turn into fucking disciples and zealots and acolytes. We all turn Ugh. into white nationalists. Unbelievable. Yo, you that know, would be a turning point. So, so the funny, not the funny thing, the really sad thing is he spent. 40 years of broadcasting, essentially sowing discontent, right? Yeah. And sowing uh, b- uh, bad narratives on race. I mean, I told you guys, like, there's 40 minutes of fucking shit that you can go look up where it's literally smash cut clip after clip after clip of him saying the most insane racist shit. Oh, yeah. It's like unhomophobic like, shit. Oh, like, my God. Name, name a group. <laughs> He's pissed uh, them off. Homophobic, misogynistic, keep going. Uh, xenophobic, keep going. Uh, racist, <laughs> keep going. Uh, I mean, opiate addict, <laughs> uh, yeah. Opiate oh, uh, how about hypocritical? Hypocritical. Oh, thank you, addict. sir. Do you know what's funny? We, he thought that we should drug test all welfare welfare, welfare. recipients. Yeah, twenty years he yeah. fucking preached that. Except not. Meanwhile, I'm addicted to fucking opioids. Well, just don't fuck with his nanny who's getting him the pills, yeah, well. or you know his his house worker, Rosita. Uh. 
Well, dude, you know, it's funny. You guys, have you ever seen that? Uh, speaking of him, see, I always group these guys together because they're so groupable, uh, which is Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Rush yeah. Limbaugh. Kind of, I mean, Limbaugh is the tip of the pyramid by virtue of just um, disinformation and wacky theories. Mm-hmm. He was the first. He's the OG. So I give him all praises due to our Lord Allah uh, of Rush Limbaugh. But... <laughs> But fucking dude, no, it was funny. Did you see that uh, new documentary on Netflix called Lady in the Dale? I've seen it pop okay. up on my feed. Do but yourself I a it favor and watch that. It's high, it's super interesting. But um, so so the whole thing is it's a trans trans person, right? This was in the seventies, and there was a newscaster in L.A. called uh, his name was like Bob Carlson, right? And he had the biggest heart on for trans. Like he couldn't let it go. That's all. He did 27 segments on this person, 27. And then at the end, it was like, it, it, it made it known that that was Tucker Carlson's dad. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, Oh, I get it, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you know, speaking of white exceptionalism. Well, yeah. And it's um, it hit people like and it him. Passed it down. People like him are all raised to be these like exceptionalists. Like I, I am unapologetically. I don't care. Why is it my fault that these people can't? It's just the douchebag country club attitude. And they put that out. Like everybody should aspire to be that there's time. And the funny thing is, is they are so far from the redneck audience that they have. They act like they're the, the down to earth. We need to get back to a American values when really they're the elitist pricks that most of these people actually hate. It goes back to why did they why did it take a fucking rich white guy that's never lifted a finger in his life from New York, wealthy, born into wealth? Why was that the guy that galvanized all the rednecks? It's like it should be the opposite. Like they should be getting behind somebody like a David Duke. Mm, sure. <laughs> Instead of the guy that they fucking hated the last act. Yeah. David Duke. Mr. Duke. By the way, got 40% of the Republican votes for governor in Louisiana. Just want to throw that out there. It's a fucking... It's... Yeah. A little bit hairy, but but good. The guys, the fucking king is dead. Now his acolytes, like Bobby said, had to pass. Now they get to pick up the fucking mantle of disinformation and infotainment because they're not journalists. I think this all started back in the 80s, obviously with the advent of uh, or getting rid of the... Um, Ronald Reagan rules or whatever, as far as like broadcasting and having right, yeah. part impartial and all that kind of shit. Right. Um, the fairness doctrine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, it was Ronald Reagan that got rid of the fairness doctrine. But there was a, a play and a film back in the 80s called Talk Radio. Yes. Yeah. Eric Bogosian. Eric Bogosian, who did it on stage and did the film. Who's um, Oliver Stone. Uh-huh. Yes. But Eric Bogosian wrote this character that was, ex- he created an archetype. Yeah. In that fucking play, that there was guys like that, but he created him like as this next level. And obviously, in the play, someone had the common sense to fucking put a bullet in his fucking head. That's but that's, like, <laughs> that's basically spoiler <laughs> spoilers. Uh, uh, but it's funny because that archetype that you're talking about has now been over overshadowed. Yeah. Like you you go watch Quaint. talk radio. Yeah, right. It's colloquial at this point. You watch talk radio, which is by the way, Bogosian is a goddamn monster. It's a beautiful movie. It's Oliver a Stone. fantastic movie. He but that archetype he created, you thought this is this is further than Howard Stern, further than this, further than that. And now he would be considered fucking vanilla. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, he's so centrist. This guy's talking some sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the king is dead. Fuck that guy. I'm glad he died in pain. I don't know why he got the fucking president's award. I don't know for what. And then what were you telling me about fucking our our favorite uh, Bobert Barbie? Um, she. I mean, it's not a big deal. Like we, I'm it's, no longer shocked at anything that comes out of her 
stupid, stupid face. Yes, ma'am. Um, she sent out a tweet saying that she is actually going to formally request from President Biden, which she will never call him President Biden because she's an asshole, that we put flags at half-mast for X oh. amount of time well. in honor of Rush fucking Limbaugh. Well, so she just wants everybody to be like her because her left nipple is at half mast since he passed as well. I'm well, sure she's pretty wall eyed. The bag, yeah. the bag slipped. She's total Marty Feldman. Yeah, she's <laughs> the Corey Chase of politicians. <laughs> there you, there you go. She is. <laughs> Look that up on Pornhub. You'll know. What we're yeah, doing. you'll exactly figure it out really say. fast. Thank you. Um, little wonky, I guess is what they call it. Uh, but, but she got but, Marty Feldman. But dude. it's so good that knowing that in a, in the middle of a fucking pre-depression economically, the pandemic still alive and well it's it's good to know that our congress people are spending their time drafting these motions and these and these bills hopefully to become law that you know because this is what we need to be spending our time on Mm -hmm. is cancel culture and rush limbaugh flag at half mass well she doesn't have her priorities straight but we do yeah we do do you know why why because we're the whiskey. Fucking ain't right, Paul. Motherfucking riskiest of wheels, motherfucker. We are the riskiest of wheels. And the whiskiest of reels. Welcome back to the reel, guys. Aren't you excited? I feel great today. I'm we're fucking, gonna fucking so- We're going to fucking uh, introduce ourselves in case you don't know. Now you know, bruh. To my left is the giant, Chandre the Giant. Yes, sir. He's the grand producario. He's our flounder. He's our chuddy. He is all things wonderful and reminiscent of a rainbow. This is one, Mr. Sean Moriarty. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> to my left is Durango's roving Gashman, wow. Squatch Toe, <laughs> Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Van Noyes family Bitchwater Fortune. Turned into Christian Bale, dude. Nobody knows who I am. I'm not the playboy millionaire that you think I am because I have a gravelly voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. To my left... My general manager, Sir Antonio Branderas. Wolfgang, fuck. Aaron. Thanks. How you doing? (laughs) I'm changing my name legally, my Christian name, to Tony Montanus. Tony (laughs) Montanus. It's going to happen. It's happening. This is 2021. First, you get the cocaine. Then, you get the butthole. Then you get the power. (laughs) And then you get. Take two quaaludes. You'll love me tomorrow. You get to Grand Jete through my. Butthole the, powder. I got to say this. One of my favorite moments from that movie is such a throwaway moment, but when he's sitting in the jacuzzi watching a nature show about pelicans, and he just goes, hey, look at the pelican. Go pelican. <laughs> <laughs> like, out of nowhere, I'm like, this is these are these little choices he made to show you how nuts he were, and thank it's, God that made it in the editing room. <laughs> it's unfortunate that people younger than us don't get to understand the brilliance of Al Pacino. Like, oh, how actually, and good it, and it, Al Pacino was, uh, you know, as so a young amazing. man. And it became a thread through our culture. Yes. I mean, like I've been—I just rewatched all six seasons of The Sopranos, <laughs> and to watch Sill every once in a while just slide into fucking Pacino mode. Yeah, <laughs> oh, super dude. fucking great. It's fantastic. Yeah. How many people said "hua"? Like after Hoo-ah. the woman came out for ten years, people were like "hua." Dude, he's—he's an he, the guy's an icon. It's unfortunately much like Bobby De Niro that he slipped into this Walken caric- caricature. Yeah. See, the thing with Walken though. Walken's always been Walken. Like, okay, Pacino's Pacino, De Niro's De Niro. Like, they play themselves. That we all know that. That's kind of why they get hired. Walken's different for me, though. He was. He almost jumped the shark before he ever got on film. Like, he was like always. He. I've never. I've never got angry at him about his acting choices. Like I have with Pacino and De Niro, and I don't know why. Well, because we never had. He was never held. 
in that regard. He was never put on that 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 Mount Rushmore of great. Yeah, American never quite right. Even generation. after Deer Hunter, even yeah. after I mean things yeah. that were just goddamn fucking. Brilliant. Even after the prophecy, and honestly, maybe I love it too. I mean, fuck off. I know. I'm just saying, though, that that movie at the time wasn't something that would get Oscar nominated so because right. people had such closed minds. <laughs> Although Viggo Mortensen kind of stole that fucking movie. I will just say one thing before we talk about whiskey. Uh, Christopher Walken in True Romance oh, takes part in one of the greatest movie off. scenes in the history of movie scenes. We yes. all know this. Yes, sir. It's not a scene we can talk about in public. Hey. It's also one of the worst portrayals of a Sicilian that you're ever going to find. He's not a good actor in it. He's no. just Christopher Walken. He's Christopher Walken. They and, dyed his hair black. Yep. It's and like that's how he's Sicilian. And, and you loved every moment of it. Every, every it's fucking a terrible single <laughs> second. It does not hold up, though. <laughs> but oh, woke-wise. It holds up. Can we, no. No, can we, can, we, can we circle back around the rotund Rush Limbaugh? It's, it's interesting to me. It makes you think. We're getting up there in age. We're closer to dead than alive at this point in our lives, which is really weird to think about. However, when you're dead and gone, I get, like... That guy, who is praising that guy outside of the psycho right who are going to do their thing? That guy has done nothing but left a blight and a stain yep. on humanity. Yes. Like, imagine that your legacy is to be the guy that fucking just pushed nonsense your whole life, man. Well, your legacy is that you enabled bad people to do bad things just like fucking whiskey. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. What what does. did we bring today, sir? I went to Starlickers and I looked on the end cap. Is he always Nazi when he'd like uh, yeah, then you run to the pillows? <laughs> it's that <laughs> fucking guy. I never should have shown I never should have shown it. To and me. nobody has no context in the podcast, by the <laughs> way. Zero. Just that why uh, never mind. Anyway, I went to Star went on the end cap and uh, I saw this and it was uh quite less expensive than it originally was. This was okay. like a seventy five dollar bottle they wow. knocked down to like fifty five. Um, it's called Masterson's 10-Year-Old Straight Rye Whiskey, um, and it's named after Bat Masterson. And, of course, they have a little profile for him on the front of this label that's a little next level. Gambler, Buffalo Hunter, yes. Army Scout, yes. Gunfighter, and Newspaper Man. I want to do all of that. William Bat Masterson did it all and did it well. And what better way to honor such a rarefied man than with a truly exceptional whiskey? Crafted by artisans, distilled in a pot still, and aged in white oak casks for just over 10 years, it's the kind of drink that Bat would have surely raved about. Okay. I love it when people, like, their marketing is like, we think that this person who's been dead for a century would have loved it. So. No, it's a liquid representation of some guy's life. Well, <laughs> and it's weird. It almost implies that, like, Ed and Bat and fucking Wyatt Earp were sitting around in a fucking buffalo tent somewhere discussing the finer points and nuance of fucking Rye. mash bills. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and then that said, and then that said, you know what? Fuck corn. <laughs> Fuck wheat. Fuck everything but rye. We're going to need to make 100% rye. And this is a fireball that goes directly down your throat. This yeah. is maybe the only 100% rye we've done on the show. We, right? Possibly, Bobby, we probably have done it's one. It's hilarious because Bobby and I were told, let, we'll, we'll talk about what we all think about it. But yeah. Bobby and I, prior to reading the bottle, because why would we want to educate ourselves? Bobby and I were like, <laughs> oh my God, is there zero corn in this? This is 100% rye. And then Bobby reads it and goes, 
oh my god, it's a hundred percent like right. that should be the punchline. Like uh. <laughs> they started with the punchline. What it well, Sean, what do you think about it? Uh I think okay, so on the nose, it's pretty sweet on the nose. It's got like a really butterscotchy kind of nose to it. It's not it's above caramel, above toffee. I get like a like those Brock's hard butterscotch candies. Um then when it hits my lips, immediately the burning begins. It is super hot. It's it's ninety percent, right? What is it? Yeah, is it it's forty five proof. Yeah. Which it tastes like this is 100 proof. <laughs> it tastes like this is 100 proof. The sweetness is almost completely ripped away by uh, the hotness of it. And uh, I will say this, though. For something that's 100% rye, I don't have any lingering bitterness. No. Yeah. No. yeah, Bobby. It's not a horrible product, first <laughs> of all. Not, at all. It's not. Okay? It's. We'll talk about the price. It's a horrible value for at what 55. you're giving. You made the you made the point um and, and that we was were talking we were actually talking about a different whiskey when right. you made this point but you're like why don't I just buy like two bottles of Rittenhouse and with this bottle I'm like why don't we buy three? <laughs> 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 Let's just drink ourselves yeah. into death. Which is by yeah. the way a bottled and bond 100 proof, proof rye that has a little corn in it and it's not going to strip the fucking coating off of your floors. Fucking okay. Right, so let me correct myself. I wanted to make sure I told them the exact price. This was originally $72.99. This was on the discount rack for $57.99. Okay. Right, right, right. Let's talk flavor-wise. What did you what did you is there anything that you can kind of put in outside of the heat and the aggressiveness? I mean, it tastes like a barreled whiskey. You get vanilla, you get butterscotch, you mm-hmm. get the spices, you do. However, because of it being 100% rye, what you get is your like your tongue is crackling yeah. the whole time you're fucking yep. drinking it. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Almost like pop rocks. Now it's that? high enough proof that it kills it. You know, yeah. it makes your yeah. tongue stop working. <laughs> uh, it's like <laughs> li- licking a wook. <laughs> oh, your tongue just goes numb. <laughs> it tastes like a nine bolt. It's like wookalingus. Wookalingus. Oh dude. yeah, that's right. I forgot. I put Vagicel in before the show. <laughs> oh shit, that stuff doesn't dude, just go my away. My girlfriend did that one time. She put the sponge <sighs> in. Yeah. And I didn't know she put. Did you put her, your? Did your dick go numb? No, for a while? I I tried. I went down on her, and she had the sponge in, and my mouth fucking Ugh. died. See, fuck yeah. that. Like it fucking numbed my entire face. It was crazy. I thought my dick died once because I fucked a girl who apparently had put that shit in, and it made it just like go completely. It died and went numb, and I was like, "Oh my god, something's wrong!" And she's like, "No, no, no, no." Meanwhile, I'm having this you know self involved breakdown while she's trying to just explain to me. No, I had an itchy little gash, so I put Weird. some things in there. Well, I'm a classic gentleman so i've never had sexual congress with anyone wearing <laughs> i mean hiding a sponge that you remember <laughs> they don't hide them they're using them they're Bobby. using the sponge it's hidden by She's nature not stealing there was the a whole episode of seinfeld about the sponge or no that was a contraceptive sponge are they sponge same same. Yeah. Uh, same 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 same, yeah, same, yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. uh but anywho um, yeah, it does have that effect of going down on a girl wearing a sponge. That's very specific, um, and I appreciate your candor. <laughs> now, that being said, is it a buy for no. me at 75? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Is it a buy for me at 57? Absolutely nope. not. I will say there probably is a time and a place for this. We talked about it earlier about whether it's a, an old-fashioned Manhattan, a Boulevardier. It can work with sugar, in my opinion. I would love to mix with it. Um, but as far as a straight-up sipper... Probably not going to fucking purchase this no. anytime soon. There's a term in wine that I like called shouldery. It's yeah. like it has a lot of shoulders. Yeah. And what that implies is it's very broad and kind of clunky. And ah. it's a very clunky whiskey for me. It's not refined. It's the Brigitte Nielsen of whiskeys. A lot of shoulder meat. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Topical. 
So, dude, the kids love Bridget. Well, no, uh, some millennials get it because they watch that surreal life show where she was just a shit show and, and fucked Flavor Flav. That was dude, a sight to behold. Dude, she, you want to talk about what happens to skin, oh, sir? My heavens. What the fuck was going on, oh, dude? Man. Am I wrong or did she date Stallone and Dolph? She was Rennie? married to Stallone. Yes. Yes, and Dolphy, dude. She the reason she's in Rocky Four Although is because she was married to Stallone. Dolph was married to Grace Jones, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's right. They would make that was super a, babies, dude. The magic <laughs> right. They're all six eight karate fucking ninja. Yeah, but super babies in what way? Like they'd be super smart. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Dolph Lundgren and Grace Jones are both very well educated, super smart people. They'd be oh, yeah, fucking. Grace Jones is brilliant. They would be Olympic level athletes. You're essentially creating superheroes. Has anyone been that smart and appeared that dumb? Oh, yeah. Dolph Lundgren. Outside of Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> dude, doesn't that guy hold like two PhDs? Yeah, no, yeah. he's an crazy shit. And he went to all of it on man. a Fulbright scholarship. If you yeah. know what that is, that's yeah, like the dude. European You're equivalent the of, of the like best. carte blanche. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that like a Rhodes Scholar? It's like yeah. a Rhodes Scholar. Yeah. It's the, yeah. yeah, it's the European version of a Rhodes Scholar. Now, my only two frame of references, well, I have no idea how we always end up on shit like this. <laughs> my only two do. references for Grace Jones are Conan the Destroyer, ah. which is the worst Conan movie that someone even has thought about. Even the Jason Momoa one? Yes. It's even worse than that. Yes. Um, even if you were a kid um, when you saw it? Boomerang. Boomerang. Oh, oh which, steel vagina. She was fucking she was fat. Fantastic. Steel vagina. Steel. Oh, and Vamp. 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 You, see, I was just going to put out Vamp, which is a goth horror movie from the 80s, which is hyper obscure. Like, But if you get a chance, the stylization of Vamp was, um, God, it was. It almost felt like, you know that new movie that came out, Neon Demon? Uh, I've heard of it. Um, it was almost, it's very reminiscent yeah. of that. Very bright, mm. very flashy, very 80s. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, it's just neon and titty bars. She scared the shit out of me, by the way. Grace Jones is a frightening woman. Speaking of her being frightening, so every year my family watches, my dad's side of the family, we watch the Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special because we watched it when we were kids. You have a very strange family. No, it was just, I grew up in the early 90s, so I like, Ernest Saves Christmas and the Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special ended up being staples. There is one of the most awkward things. Grace Jones gets delivered in a crate to the playhouse when she was supposed to be delivered in a crate to the White House to sing a song. And it's her in the most Grace Jones outfit ever. It's like a formed, like full torso with the boobs and like this weird hat. And she sings the most unnerving rendition of the little drummer boy I have ever heard Yikes. in my life. Check that shit out on YouTube. Type Dude, Grace Jones, Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special. Talk about a striking woman. Jesus. Like she was stri- she, she was, was like what, six five? She was beautiful and just she reminded me of a Panther who would kill you. Yeah. Like she yeah. was inti- there is not a lot of women who intimidate me. That's an intimidating woman. Like mm-hmm. I would shrink in the room with her, dude. Yeah. Like she's very intimidating. Kim and to be Wayans. clear, I would much rather talk about Grace Jones than this whiskey. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the Grace Jones of Rye. It left the same <laughs> per- saying. This, this, this is the Will Chamberlain of Rye. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This 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 has been in all your mamas and your grandmas. This is the Stacy Dash of Rye. Uh, just putting it out there. Uh, for all so you Stacy Dash fans. That means so um, many things. I know it does. But anyway, um it, again. Not a buy for me. There are some nice nuanced notes in this as you let it break down with some ice. Mm-hmm. It kind of flattens out a little bit and becomes a little bit more approachable. But it's super laser beam, hyper linear. Yep. Doesn't have a lot of fucking roundness to it. It's not a very inviting. This is kind of what I'd call a fuck you whiskey where it doesn't care if you like it. Um, and I, it, thinks, I, it thinks that they're so fancy. I mean, let's get Carol it's to get because their of the, it's because Oh, yeah, of the, yeah. We haven't even talked to Carol. It's because today. of the barrel aging. Ten years to hold something in a fucking warehouse. 
house costs a lot of money. Yes, it does. And, and I, I know you. Uh, I know you put a bottle of this on Carol's desk. Like an, oh, like god idiot. damn it! Well, Sean, that's why I it was halfway you. gone no, when we got I know, here. I told I you. God damn it, Carol. Can you read us that blurb from the Masterson's ten-year-old straight raw whiskey website? Sure, bud. Oh boy. I got a spray here. Oh god. This is not going to be okay. Masterson's is hundred percent right. That far exceeds industry standards for rye whiskey. Our artisans incorporate only the most fragrant and plump grains of rye and pure glacial water from the northern Rockies into a metic- meticulous distillation process that utilizes an old-fashioned pot still. And I gotta tell you, it tastes like fire and feels like Dad. All right, guys. Um, uh, should we call an Uber? I need it. Carol, Carol, sweetheart. Yeah. Um, why don't you just go ahead and wrap it up for the day? Thank you so much for your hard work. I think we're uh, we're gonna get you home. Okay, sweetheart. Make sure you call Lyft and not Uber this time. My last Uber driver got a little fresh. Oh, okay. She knows we don't have Lyft in this town. No, that's fine. That's okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we'll Carol, take care of it. You got it's it. Gonna be a Lyft. We promise. That's fine. All right. Um, but yeah, like I said. Uh, and not over the moon about it. We were talking before about the price. There's only one reason that this is priced the way it is. It's not the ingredients. They're not doing anything special except holding fucking something in a barrel for a decade yep. costs a lot of money. That's true. So that's yep. getting passed on to you, the consumer. So, yeah. um, but I mean, but hey, if you're in Texas and you need something to warm you up from the inside, because wow. you ain't got no power, that's this might up. work out for you. That's fucked up. <laughs> so I mean, we, speaking we, of which, we talked about a lot of stuff when we were doing our pre-show kind of shit, and uh, Bobby was like, "We got to talk about Ted Cruz." I'm like, "Yeah, we do," because to take one step further back, it all comes back to Texas, which we're gonna get into Ted Cruz and we're gonna get into Tejas and uh, talk about kind of our thoughts on that. First and foremost, like I think Sean when you were texting before Sean's got a, a, a sense of humor. If you guys don't know out there, um, it usually involves, I am glad somebody's dying. There's a, or re- dead. there's a revelry in death. I'm glad let's you're just dead. Be, let's just be honest. I'm glad you're dead. Yeah. Um, wow. And the, and then taking a step further after kind of investigating and looking at it, we all know what's going on in Texas. The saddest part about it for me um, isn't the fact that they were ill-prepared, which they were, isn't the fact that it's a state run basically by the right, because it is. It was more about the fact that the people getting hurt the most, like in every bad situation, yep. are the black, brown, and poor people. Yep. And I was That's not talking about people. that. I, no, I know. I, I want know that to be known. I was talking about the douchebags who don't believe in climate change and witnessed it ravage their entire state over the course of the last Didn't week. Didn't you text, I hope it kills the gooks? I could have swore you texted <laughs> that. I think I have a screen grab of I that. Never. Okay. Never said um, that. No, but That's I'm just saying. I know it's be horribly racist. But no, it's it's a fucking. It, this is what happens when you try to be too big for the fucking room. And Texas has always thought it was the biggest, baddest fucking state in the club. Don't mess and with they Texas. thought they could secede. We'll be fine. They chose because of government regulation to be off the eastern grid and the western grid. They have their own power grid. So when you fuck up, they can't draw energy and borrow energy from other states like everybody else can no so uh, how is that secession plan working how, how does everybody feel about your seceding from the fucking union yeah. at this point well it's interesting they 
have uh, on the western side of Texas where they're still part of the same power grid that like New Mexico. Colorado, oh, yeah, like El Paso uh, is fine. El Paso's 100 percent fine. Yeah. Nothing has gone wrong. They, they're completely 100%. Because they chose to participate in the federal government. Be, exactly. Right? And so, like, right now, <laughs> everyone else is just uh, getting hammered. Yeah. Hammered. Austin is a nightmare. Houston yep. is a nightmare. Yeah. Because they segregated themselves and deregulated, and that's my word of the week. Amen. Is deregulation seems great, makes you a bunch of money, you know, you're getting the government out of your business, until you need the government. And now the government has had to step up and they're going to have to bring federal money yeah. into Texas well, yeah. and like get people food, get people water. Get I don't want it. Sun blankets uh-uh. or whatever. Don't you bring you know? none of that federal socialist godless Biden money into this state. Yeah. How's well, it's it? like the fucking uh, Titanic. It reminds me of the Titanic. Oh, no, we didn't get enough lifeboats because it was a little more expensive. And you always try to cut corners until this shit happens and you realize that you fucked like Aaron said, not the rich white folks who probably all absconded to Cancun like Ted Cruz, but all of the people, all the black, brown, and poor white people that are all f- like really fucked right now. Yeah, it's and there's, I mean, I, we've all seen it. I know you guys listening to right now, by the time you've heard about it, uh, this is getting released in a few days from now. So I'm sure it'll be even worse. There's over 4 million people without power. The owners of my business, which are the dearest, sweetest people on the planet, mm-hmm. are there getting medical care in Houston. The hospital doesn't have water. Um, so so if you live on part of the grid that's uh, next to a social service, like a hospital, uh, then chances are you have power, but you might not have water or this and you might not have that. For everybody outside of those districts, you're basically fucked. It's hard being fucking negative uh, five degrees and there's icicles literally hanging from your ceiling fan in mm-hmm. your living room mm-hmm. and looking five miles away at a lit up portion of the city that just happens to have a couple more zeros on their salary. It's distressing to say the least. And the, the, the Sean brought up Ted Cruz, man. That thing was just, it's so wonderful sometimes when somebody puts the dots, the I and crosses the T for you. Yeah, And that's exactly what this, fucking absolute simp and i know we're not supposed to say that anymore but this guy is the definition of a simp if somebody calls your wife ugly and you have you should have hatred in your heart for them for the rest of your life and he is a boot licking simp well he's also a realist and he sees his wife so i don't think it hurt him that much when trump said that stuff oh my so. god yeah it's sad when ted cruz is the hottest chick in the household yeah look like someone lit a fire on her face and uh Put it out with an axe. <laughs> I'm not saying Trump was wrong. I'm just saying if somebody calls your fucking betrothed a uh, fucking hag, you should probably have some words for them at the very least. But no, the guy, he tried to throw his kids under the bus by saying, uh, daddy, they begged daddy to go to fucking because they were cold and which is fine. If you have the means to put your family in a better situation, I get that. It's really tough, though, when you're a civil servant um, and your first instinct when things go bad is to run away a la Gavin Newsom being in a fucking vineyard drinking his own wine that he then was allowed to have social gatherings and there's something extremely gross 
and off-putting about somebody that as soon as they always say, right? Like you don't know who you are until you get into a crisis and how you react. And this is how he reacted. Not only did his, uh, do they have text messages from a group chat where they were basically planning this, asking friends if they wanted to go talking about deals they were going to get for the four seasons. It had nothing to do with his kids. This was a fucking coward running away from a fight. Yeah. And meanwhile, I don't know if you guys heard about this. Meanwhile, uh, what was amazing was the fact that, um, uh, uh, you know, you ever heard of AOC? Yep. <laughs> Pretty decent lady. Um, within 12 hours, AOC raised $2 million of relief for a state that she doesn't represent and a district that, that isn't a her. A state that hates that's her That's done nothing but bash her. So you have to have Congress people from other states and towns doing something because the argument to Ted Cruz leaving by his constituents, not his constituents, by, by his peers, was that what could he do? There's nothing he can do, so we might as well leave. And meanwhile, you guys got Beto O'Rourke, who's in fucking Texas, 700,000 wellness calls he organized just to check on people. Mm-hmm. That's a leader. And I've got problems with Beto O'Rourke yeah, he's for different levels. However, th- guess what, guys? That's how you become a leader, dude, is by leading, not running away. I don't, how is this guy going to ever get elected? He's not. That's the thing is he said bye bye and went to Cancun. And in the next election cycle, he's going to say bye bye. And that state is not going to elect him. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think that maybe they could probably try to spin this and like he might try to do something so over the top to make up for this now. But even though uh, we've seen politicians do this every time, it was the raw. It was it was the lying about it afterwards. And who's who knows? Their voters don't give a fuck about how shitty of a person you are. We've seen that over the last four years. Maybe that'll change, though. I mean, it takes unfortunately events of this magnitude possibly to change people's mind to make them see the light. You've got people dying. You've got people out of work. You've got fucking. I mean, it, it is it is a state of emergency. It's a literal natural disaster. It going is. On. But no, let them fuck it. I, I'm willing to say, Texas, you get to secede starting today. You get to deal with this all by yourself you guys all just moved there in droves to avoid fucking taxes and now this is what you get to deal with so fucking deal with it you're lucky people like aoc are helping you out when they don't have to and they probably shouldn't take that joe rogan (laughs) (laughs) yeah rogan (laughs) how did that texas move feel bubba yeah just kidding. He probably is burning cash to stay warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, all he'll that Spotify be, he'll money. Be, he'll be all that Spotify money fine. that Spotify is not making back and made a terrible investment in that because yeah, he, nobody's getting premium Spotify fucking subscriptions. No. Why would you? He's great, but Spotify ain't doing so hot. It's like paying for porn. What kind of lunatic? There's really? people. You right? can you can spot the person that pays for porn when you're walking down the street. You know the person. You're like, that guy has all the premiums. He's got Red Tube Premium, <laughs> X Hamster Premium, Pornhub Premium. X Hamster, dude. You're, <laughs> you're such a D-Gen, dude. Oh, my God. That gentleman needs more than eight minutes of pornography. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you've watched eight minutes of pornography? Let's be honest. Literally never in my N- Literally life. never. <laughs> the video may be eight minutes long, but I skip to the parts that have the little, you know, hills and valleys for when I, I know something good's going to happen. But with a real human woman, it could take... 45 minutes to an hour <laughs> or not uh, but no. or I just fake it Do you know? yeah exactly yeah. oh god that was so great you just lightly spit on the nape of their neck and go that was me baby warm yogurt warm yogurt on the back uh, works every time wow. but no it smells now, now you've got Cruz he's being called Cancun Cruz I, one of my favorites nicknames is Fled Cruz <laughs> 
Fled Cruz is very strong. Oh, God. Um, I don't know. The, the sad thing, Sean, is I would love to say that this is going to be the thing and they'll never elect him again. I just don't have a lot of – it's hard not to be cynical about it's the true. electorate. And you it know really what? I, I say this. Every time I say something like that, it's because I am somewhat of an idealist. I go, you know what? No matter what happens, this isn't going to – he's going to definitely because I like to – I was raised by television and movies. I like to get it in my head that this is all going to work out. And guess what? It's real life. It almost never just works out. So you're right. It's probably not going to affect I, his reelection. Dude, unfortunately, I heard a great quote. Somebody was, I saw a, a YouTube guy and he was like, who would have thought it, all these tough guys? And he was alluding to AOC. Who thought all these tough guys that would trade their cowboy boots for high heels to come help? Oh. There you go, Texas. You needed you needed a a, a bartender from New York to come see. Yeah, they you. keep telling it. She's yeah. just a bartender. Just a bartender. Because you know, working for a living is fucking. You're a douchebag. You're a if piece you of work. shit. Yeah, you if you're not working at fucking pew, pew, shooters. Well, and if you sh- not- certainly <laughs> should not be okay with Joe Biden coming to the yeah. rescue. Why would you do that? National Guard. Listen, and water and Bobby. Big government. You know. Yeah, we don't want it. Don't want it. Socialism. Fine. We touched on Bobert Barbie earlier. Uh, She's turns be a out, bunch of frozen wasn't, didn't she make a? <laughs> didn't Bobert Barbie make a little stop in Durango last week? And we were yeah. heard someone said, "Yeah, she ate at the Durango diner." And I was like, "Oh wow!" So the chick who was responsible for poisoning a shitload of people with her shitty pork when she's choosing a place to eat in Durango, oh she's the God. one that has the worst criticals in the newspaper every time that San Juan Basin Public Health comes through. And she's like, "My stomach can handle it. Give me a cure." Yeah. yeah. I hope when she left Durango, she was shitting through a screen door. <laughs> you know that chick I is love eating. that phrase. That chick, look at her. You know that that's not natural. She's just crushing fucking uh, laxatives to stay that skinny. So everything is liquid that comes out of her. Be hard to tell. Dude, Adderall and Metamucil. That's her go. entire diet. Uh, but uh, it's funny that she chose to eat at the one place. And at my, we talked a little while ago about the secret meeting that everybody was having to stay open. And I pr- alluded to the fact that I was in that meeting. And when the, when the phrase BLM, Black Lives Matter, came up, there was giggles in the room, audible. Let's just say that somebody affiliated with where she ate was one of the main gigglers. So yeah, not a tremendous fan. Let's get this on the table as well. Going back to my Wolfgang fuckery, your green chili is basic, bruh. Yeah, it's but they, best. hey, but Kroger picked it up and stocks it in their stores, so it must be good. No, they also stock Kraft Mac and Cheese, you fuck. You shut your whore mouth. Kraft Mac and Cheese is a godsend. All right. Are we all the on the powder? same page I'm not here? A, I'd, ra- I'd rather. Are we I on like, the same page here? Don't, don't tell me don't, Velveeta. No, 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 not Velveeta. I like Kraft's like version of Velveeta shells and cheese where they give you the packet mm. of, the, of the sauce. Instead. Fancy fuck. I don't. I don't eat macaroni and cheese. What? Because I don't have a fucking ten-year-old daughter. I do. You know what I mean? You it's put some bacon. Of course, you eat, you eat macaroni. You put some bacon. It's a good excuse. And some five hundred five dice cream <laughs> chili in that excuse. shit, dude. It's although so good. I made. We made ghetto mac. Like Rex made ghetto mac. That's racist. And that's very much something that every adult should eat. No, and she shoved like an entire wooden spoon of it in my face. <laughs> and it was delicious. Oh, yeah, that's that so good. That's what she does. You're From lucky your she wasn't bending over. If, if you were bending over, that spoon would have fucking, she would have <laughs> fed your boo hole. Hell yeah. That's what she does. I've had she, worse days. Hey, hey. So, to, <laughs> I've to, been to, to the tav. To put a little button on this, Texas, we're not mad at all of you, and we're not laughing at all of you during your pain. Just a handful of you that very much deserve this terrible thing happening to yeah, you. Yeah, it's the irony of it, right? It's yeah. the irony that you consider yourself uh, such a, a, a symbol 
of of freedom, freedom and, 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 and and being a patriot Eagles. and being independent and and meanwhile like you're getting your ass handed to you. The sad part about Cruz too is when California was going through the fires. He had the audacity to uh, uh, text and say, oh, California, so ill-prepared. and <laughs> Like, I, you can't write this stuff. He's such a fucking piece of shit. Like, mm-hmm. I, I hope, Texas, if it didn't appear to you before that you fucking finally understand who's representing you na- yeah. nationally. Because I don't think that state is as bad as we always tease Texas because they're easy to tease. And if you live where we live and we get as many Texas visitors as we get, it's kind of hard not yeah. to make fun of we poke and, and all that. But, dude, Texas is an amazing place with amazing people. Yes. And it does produce a lot of fucking good things mm-hmm. for America. Agreed. But, man, I'll tell you, the, the minority that are representing y'all, dude, dude, you guys got to do better. Than they that. are 12 to 15 years away from being a blue state. Yes, Maybe forever. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And hopefully, if you're going to take anything away from this, take that away from it i I love the the attitude in the south that they are going to open the doors for tech companies and automobile industries and they're going to give tax breaks and because they want to bring in jobs amen Uh, as well they should however there's going to be a side effect and that side effect is you bring all these tech companies and they're going to start to change the voting demographics of your state amen because the more people that move in and they come in with their families come in with their friends Coming with, you know, and you're talking about huge businesses that are opening up across the South, including Texas, and it's going to change the the nature of your business. Well, let me yeah. ask you, Bobby, you're an IT guy, Sean, social media, you guys See? work on the computers all day. Let me ask you a question. You're a tech guy. You've got 500 people in your company. You're looking to put a new HQ somewhere and land. What are What is going to be one of the first things that you're going to inquire about about a new place? You want to know if their fucking infrastructure can Fiber optic what infrastructure you're do. For, yeah. So when you see a state freeze like this, it doesn't instill a lot of fucking confidence. Very, it's the very same, real. Same reason why we can't get big tech companies in our town, because we didn't fucking vote to lay down the foundation to accept a company that can fucking needs to eat up this much fucking internet. No, it's because all the older voters are, they vote for anything like anything like that, like that might change how this town is like Mercury payment systems. When they put that big fucking building out there and now it's, you know, it's world pay or it's a division world pay or whatever. That shit was enough to send people off the, Oh my God, if we have more of these things, it turns into a boulder. It turns into something. And I'm like, not always look at fucking Ospreys out in Cortez. And that's not turning into this fucking bustling metropolis. Like I I always tell people in this town and we're very kind of secular and we're very, we're not, we're out of the ordinary by virtue of towns in America. But this is what I tell people. You have two choices. progress is going to happen up or down. You have two choices. Do you want to become Vail or do you want to become Silverton? Because we'll we'll never be Vail. And we'll never be Telluride because our mountain isn't in town. It's 20 minutes away. You know what I'm saying. But but from a philosophical standpoint, you got to remember, we have this little town called Silverton that's like 40 minutes away from us. It was a town during the mining days that had 70,000 people Mm -hmm. in it. That's almost twice what we have in our county now. It had 70,000 people and now it has 700 because they wanted to keep it small town. They didn't want to put in an airport and they didn't want to progress. And I'm sorry, 
but the fucking future is not going to wait for you. You're either going to die or you're going to live. And we do every feels like we do everything we can to kick ourselves in the dick yeah. in this town. And um, if you have anybody that uh, may have not paid child support or is running from a warrant, dude, in are you talking to me? Arizona, Texas. <laughs> Or uh, New Mexico or parts of Colorado, they live in Silverton now. Amen, dude. Yeah. It's a refuge. It's a place for... where you can hide from everything and you can hit your wife and the sheriff will give you a fucking high five afterwards. Dude, that'd Fuck be, Silverton. That'd be bad. <laughs> you can go to mustaches or what's it called? Handlebars. It's okay. She was asking for it. This is Silverton. Wow. Um, that's that's on the sign as you drive in. Yep. We, town we, we take a good punch, <laughs> Silverton. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, but enjoy dude, your fudge after the train ride. You'll we're very fortunate back. to be where we are in a state that seems to care about its fucking citizens. Um, Texas got big problems. Hopefully, when this is over with, there won't be too many people dead as much as they are now. You got people. You got a mother good and a people. daughter dying. Too many good people dead. Mother and a daughter dying in their car trying to fucking mm-hmm. stay warm because of fucking carbon travesty. monoxide. It's. This is where we're at right now. And then you have the right saying that it's because the wind turbines froze. And that's why <laughs> that's why new renewable energy is bad. It is. It's yeah. the fact that this even no matter what the deaths are, how it goes down, it's always going to be politicized. And there's they don't make policy. Their entire job is to just fucking own the libtards. Look at us. Own the libs. You don't do anything but try to own the left. And meanwhile, you need help from that little late bartender in high heels giving mm-hmm. you money, dog. So I, I, I just hope there's a point of fucking where we wake up a little bit as far as that's concerned. Uh, a college-educated bartender. Oh, yeah. Who, uh, oh, she went to college? Happens to know what the fuck she's talking about and is not some Bobert because she gets compared to that fucktard. Hilarity. All the time. All the time. And it's super sad because, like, just because you have a female, a younger female that happens to be somewhat attractive, just like this other idiot, you don't get to just say they're the same. It's, it's another example of a false equivalence that is mm-hmm. not true. That is not the situation that we're dealing with. I'm not saying I, I agree with everything AOC comes out with. I'm not. She's closer to the Bernie side of things than I'm more com- I'm comfortable with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. But I also think she's conscientious, and I think she's smart, and I think she does the right thing most of the fucking time. Yeah. And we have yet to see Lauren Boebert do a single thing. Do anything the there's, right way. There's not one substantive piece of legislation or anything that she's contributed. And to be fair, like she just got there. I, you know, I mean, we, yeah, but when you're doing but, Zoom interviews with AR 15s behind you, you have no yeah. idea about the fucking, the, that you have no idea about the pulse of what's happening. I, right if now. I put a few more guns in the background, maybe that'll scare people away from asking me how I got my GED with a blowjob in the back of a fucking. Adult high oh, school. Oh, that's late totally night. proven, by the <laughs> yeah. way. 100%. 100%. 100%. We are saying that's fact. Uh, eh. Let me ask you guys what do you think? How do you think that this, because again, obviously there's climate change involved. Do you think this will impact anything or is it like what we did with the Capitol, which it feels like it was 10 years ago? We don't even care anymore. Uh, the insurrection. So, do you think this is going to turn into just another fucking thing that happened and we're going to move on? Or do you think this is actually going to inspire some sort of legislation? We have a crisis on land. Everybody forgets about the crisis on the water that we had not too long ago. They're still fucking dealing with horrible fucking oil spill and oil that keeps coming up in their Gulf and nobody fucking talks about it anymore. So like most politicians on either sides of they'll let this run as long as they can actually do some shady shit using it as a fucking device. And then 
after that, it's nobody's going to give a shit, especially because the people who this is affecting horribly, the black, the brown, the, the people that have less money, they don't have a platform to actually fucking get their voices heard, really. So they'll be lamenting this for a decade, probably. But everybody who's in charge is going to forget and fucking not care. Uh, uh, T minus three weeks. Right. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately. 100%. You, you agree with that, Bobby? Yeah, I do. Yeah, which is sad. But I don't I, think there's going to be any long-term no. fallout from this. The only thing that would happen is people lose their fucking election in another year. Mm, but I, I can't even tell you that's It's going to take happen. more than one stupid mistake to overcome the tribalism that's taken mm-hmm. over our politics I agree. right now. Well, they're lucky because it's going to happen again. Yeah. Funny thing about things... It usually happens again. Yeah, true. So this freezing that's going on is going to potentially, not potentially, inevitably happen again, right? Yep. I don't know. How many of those how many of these need to happen? Mm. You know, how many times do you get punched in the face before you punch back? Like how what where is your point where well, you Well, in a, in a broader before we like close out, like in a broader like, like viewpoint, at what point how many generations of your family have to be poor and be you know, selling meth on the side because that's the only way you can actually continue to live. And I'm talking about you white Southerners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know Amen. what I mean? How many of your family, generations of your family have to live this life before you're finally like, there might be a fucking better way. You There's know, it's got I mean? to be a better way. It's like a salad shooter. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, uh, speaking of Lawrence Roberts' anus. That's what I call my butthole. Uh, so we're not always such cynical malcontents. No, we are. Sometimes we're hilarious. And, uh, what we want to do right now is instead of a sponsor, because Carol was too drunk to actually get us one this week. As you heard. Is we want to do a little something like they do on the Oscars and occasionally on the MTV Movie Awards. Where we look back and remember a man who gave so much to us and spent so much money at McDonald's. And at the Vicodin store. If any race of people should not have guilt about slavery, it's Caucasians. The white race has probably had fewer slaves and for a briefer period of time than any other in the history of the world. It's preposterous that Caucasians are blamed for slavery when they've done more to end it than any other race. Meanwhile, Al Sharpton goes out the front door. Yes, I spoke a little Negro dialect there. I can do that when I uh, when I want to. So... Nigga with an A on the end. Well, I think I can now. Isn't that the point? Because it's not racist. That's the point. I could be talking about a male. I could be a Chinese male. A guy at the laundromat. When I hear Chinese or Japanese, it sounds like all the same word. How many people really think of Obama as black? He's not from the hood. You're not from the movement. Here's the deal. If we are going to pay for your contraceptives and thus pay for you to have sex, we want something for it. And I'll tell you what it is. We want you to post the videos online so we can all watch. When women got the right to vote, when it all went downhill. Because that's, that's when votes started being cast with emotion and uh, uh, maternal instincts that government ought to uh, reflect how many native americans how many indians were killed by the arrival of the white man through disease and war and how many people have died 
since the white man arrived here due to lung cancer, thanks to the Indian invented custom of smoking tobacco. Who are the real killers here? You are a vicious bastard for telling it. <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you could call 970-426-5344. Vicodin? 970-426-5344. Call into the Rush Limbaugh Show, leave us a voicemail, or <laughs> shoot us a text message. You can also hit us up via email, whiskeyreel at gmail.com, or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at whiskeyreel. Now, we have one voicemail, um, which is Mr. John Brown, who won last week the $100 gift card, so he decided to send us his uh, is he gloating? acceptance speech. Yeah, but before I say that, last week I said, hey, we only got one person, and so here, John, here's your card. We forgot that our listener and our friend, Sarah, actually came up with Chandra the Giant. We had forgotten because... She told us in her whiskey suggestion, and we played the whiskey suggestion so early in the episode, we kind of forgot that, oh, yeah, somebody else did. So, Sarah, this is our formal apology. We're sorry. Uh, you still lost because you only gave us one. John gave us a shitload. He clearly deserves it. So if you thought maybe you deserved to even be in the running, you were wrong. We love you. We're sorry. What, uh, can we regale her with a little hollow notes? Sarah! Sarah. Sarah, I don't know that song. I am. Storms are brewing in your eyes. I don't. Whoa. What was that? I don't remember that song. Hollow notes. Hollow notes. That was my least favorite Halloween costume I ever did. I got a. I, I screamed. No, I took a. I took a. You know those iron-on things? I printed out a picture of Anthony Michael Hall, and I ironed it onto a shirt, and I then I put puff paint glue on it, and then I put oats on it, and I was like, I'm hollow notes. I thought I was hilarious Gosh, in college that one year. Sean is so Sean. It's so stupid. It he's never the guy that never. has the serial killer cost. He's that guy. I did torture animals a lot as a child and an adult. But eh, that's fine. No, they were they squirrels. It. They we deserved it. it. Like we, Rush Limbaugh's family. We call them whores. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's horrible. <laughs> I never did any of that. I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> Holy fuck. So we do have this acceptance speech from john brown let's listen to a moment it. of silence hey boys just calling in uh thought i'd give my acceptance speech for the nickname Such contest smug fuck From what i understand after thousands and thousands of entries oh. i was deemed the winner obviously um you know just like to thank a few people i'd like to thank god above you know big man up above jesus uh jesus i think or <laughs> muhammad maybe i don't know whichever one you are Mine was just uh, uh, moving on. Anyway, I'd like to thank that that thing, and then I'd also like to thank you, fellas, Bobby. I'd like to thank you, always fucking um, <laughs> Sean for always talking, and you know Aaron for always cooking. I don't know. That's um, accurate. That's fair. You know, I, you know, I have a long lineage of uh, giving out nicknames. Oh, um, you know, my girlfriend in college, uh, I called her the Iron Giant. Um, <laughs> When she took a, a bump of coke, her her jaw looked like she was talking like the Iron Giant. Oh, um, she was also six foot, and made Jesus. of metal. <laughs> but uh, thank you, boys. If you could give my, I, I would like a gift card to the closest Waffle House to my to my home. Um, oh, if you don't know what a Waffle House is, okay. well, I'll love me some Waffle House. You should look that up, my friend. Um, love you guys. Thanks again. Oh, what an honor. What and 
honor. So, so bye. Waffle House is a corporation. A gift card for Waffle House will work at all Waffle Houses, John. It's not just your own local thing. Waffle House is all over the place on the Because, see, Coast. I was about to say, I don't even know if Waffle House actually has a phone number to call them. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely don't Do they have, have a website. website? They don't no. have a website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you there's, ever been to a Waffle House? They're still on the fence with social media at yeah. Waffle House. I wonder yeah. how many pallets of American cheese... They go through <laughs> just dump it on any given Tuesday just dump night. Dump it right into my mouth. Hey, I'd never been to a Waffle House Either until I. I was on the East Coast and was like with my cousins. And they're like, "Let's go hit up the Waffle so, House," and I was like, "Holy shit, fuck IHOP! Pancakes are for well, fucking squares." This is what what, was, what have I been doing? This is with what my I life? was going to ask. I understand that it's like a White Castle thing where it's an East Coast thing, sort of, right? Waffle House is twenty four seven. Southern twenty four seven. For us, it was IHOP. That yeah, would be yeah. our yeah. like Denny's, Denny's and IHOP would be our. What about Caro's and Coco's? Coco's was too expensive. Village Inn. Um, Village Inn was Village Inn one is, of those. Yeah, yeah. we oh, don't so, have that in California. So is Waffle because for for us it's like a punchline. Like when you say Waffle House, I think trailers, incest. Really? I think about all. I think about delicious crystal meth. When you like, walk into a Waffle House as a grown man and you order hash browns and they're just covered in orange goo. Yeah, and covered you're like, smothered. Uh, "Ma'am, I didn't request <laughs> what this. What is the orange? Goo? What is the orange goo? Is this supposed to be like, like turkey gravy or and something?" And she looks at you like sugar. Everything here is covered in orange goo. <laughs> sugar foot. <laughs> <laughs> Waffles um, just pancakes with little squares. That's on what's them. up, dog. <laughs> um, John, we will get that out to you too sweet. Waffle House, sir. I want um, you smothered, want you covered like my and, Waffle and, House hash browns coming quicker than FedEx, never reach an apex. That's yeah, some wow. bloodhound game for you, son. Dude, he sucks, dude. Maybe next week John could call in with a review of their Eggs Benedict. Yes. Or their, uh, if, if their hollandaise mm-hmm. is just more on. I would goo. like. Could you, you try, know, let me ha- know how their croak is? If they have a croak, madame. I want to. I want to. Can I speak to the chef? He cut this bag open and microwaved it to perfection. Oh. Um, how much is your Florentine? Yes. And <laughs> what what would you suggest as a pairing? We don't Jesus. do any fag eggs here, boy. <laughs> so, John. Um, we're sure that uh, that gift card will get you at least 10 orders of liver and onions for, and, the, for breakfast. And hypertension. Yep. Probably. Because of the salt. Yeah. It's all mostly salt. That's what's up. Uh, so let's move on to what we have been watching. We had a slightly anticlimactic episode, sort of, at least uh, of WandaVision this week. And the reason I say that is because this is more of a Bridger episode. It wasn't anything that had a huge reveal. They tried to play up the reveal in this, but it's like... Like Aaron and a lot of people who don't deep dive on a lot of the comic shit, they're like, great, I'm going to Wikipedia to find out exactly who this person is that got revealed, which is, spoilers, Agnes is actually Agatha Harkness, who worked for Bobby. You can go on Mephisto, but worked with the Fantastic Four. Wasn't she like the nanny for uh, the for For the two boys, for the two boys that read? And um, uh, why am I blanking on fucking the Invisible Girl's name? Oh, her first name Susan thank you Sue Storm yeah. God Jesus so yeah Storm. it was reading Sue's kid she was the nanny but she had nefarious things going on in the background oh for sure and apparently she also taught there was a point in the comic at least and who knows how true they're going to hold to the comic but apparently in the comics um, Agatha t- like helped mentor Scarlet Witch with magic yes. at okay. some point right which is kind of an interesting sort of like another dynamic. I think that was kind of a retcon from like Scarlet Witch's original story. Uh, okay. um, yeah. But yeah, no, there's definitely a huge connection there. Um, the two boys, they have not, they've alluded to it in the show, but they haven't discussed it really that the, the two boys are actually descended 
in a weird way from Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. Which I think is where we're getting. Is that you? Is Mephisto saw her in her vulnerable state and was like, oh, yeah, no, I'll let you create two kids for yourself. But they are a part of him, which is going to get super interesting later on down the line. And but so I like Pietro, how they, when he called them demon yeah, seeds. Demons, yeah. You, yeah, and you mentioned that. that you're like that Easter egg. Yeah, for uh, sure. But it's interesting that they take something like Agnes was the – you know, the um, the nanny for the boys in the Fantastic Four universe. But in this, she's kind of the intermittent nanny person that watches she's Wanda's the kids, the neighbor that watches the kids for her. So she kind of is. But I love Catherine Hahn. I've had a crush on her since The Goods. I'm not sure if you ever saw that terrible Jeremy Piven vehicle, uh, but it's got a lot of funny moments. Jesus. Uh, Jeremy Piven could suck it. You? I, I got no use for that. And it has. Yeah, yeah. Quite frankly. We're doing um, a whole episode about PCU next week. In spite of is her name, his arc on the season one of Larry Sanders show is actually pretty fucking great. He was also great on some of his best work. Yeah, he's the only thing in Entourage that's even mildly fucking interesting. Oh my god, I could not watch that show. We've talked about this. You lived it, bro. You don't need to watch that That shit. No, I I saw a bunch of East Coast queers try to come in and be stars. It was (laughs) fucking stupid. Entourage, hard bad fucking television. It sucks. You Uh, can suck my dick. I watch Catherine Hahn, right? Yes. I'm gonna go. What's the over on under if she takes her clothes off? Is it complete? She fucking, did. Is it a complete train wreck? No. She took them off in uh, Mrs. Fletcher, yeah, the show on HBO. She, looks, she looks great. Was it, She was okay? Yeah. The goods? Fine. Everything was where it she should be? She looks like very much like a real woman. There was nothing cattywampus? No. 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 She no, had good nothing. looking natural titties. Nothing oh, yeah. stood out. And she, yeah. <laughs> Especially my dick. She been doing them Pilates. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't. It didn't change my life or blow my skirt up. <laughs> but fuck that. Whether reg- I think she's beautiful, but regardless of that, she is worse. one of the most hilarious. She's she's top tier comedy actor. She is. she works really well in those improv style movies with like Apatow and where you can. She's gonna say something as fucking funny as Paul Rudd or fucking she anybody is, else. She is one of the highlights. By, by I know Bobby's feelings on most of the Apatowish sort of stuff, but and I one of my no no highly positive. He loves how long they are. Um, yeah, exactly. It's my favorite <laughs> um, part. Step Brothers is one of my favorite fucking comedies. Of is that the an last Apatow? 20... No. Produced? No, no. I'm just okay. saying that Apatow-ish okay. um, sort of genre that seemed to be prevalent like during that time frame. But like her, her character within Step Brothers <laughs> was funny in a funny movie. Like she stepped the funny up. She's hyper talented, which obviously when a woman is smart and talented, I would hope I could say well, the same thing for men makes you more attractive. Right. I mean, I think we need to put two people in the same room, like John C. Riley and Catherine oh, Hahn, who are both Jesus. obviously highly talented, improvisational fucking oh, yeah. comedic actors. Fuck Give me a movie right. with just them two. And just let them fucking riff it out. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Jesus. You're Give all me- slippery. Watch like, it. Like, ah! You know what I mean? Oh, Remake it, it, The War of the Roses with those two. I'd be okay with that. And I'd Danny DeVito still Danny that. DeVito. <laughs> I'd be even more okay with See? that. <laughs> Sean, you... We're, I guess we differ on this a little bit. You talked about this being sort of anticlimactic. No, but like, there's another huge fucking reveal. I well, big what, things happen. What other huge reveal? Okay, so Monica Rambo. Yes. Oh my where her god! Her eyes turn blue and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically exhibits the fact that she has powers. Which, by the way, that's a huge fucking reveal. But listen, <laughs> but did you catch this? Monica Rambo does do that, and I thought, okay, Captain Marvely, right here we go. Mm. Did you notice Agatha had the same fucking? She did power the so, same so eyes. She instilling on. her with Monica. Power? What's happening? All right, Monica came in fighting through the force field. Her eyes went 
it's kind of a jet blue, blue yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. And she exhibited some very Captain Marvelies. I mean, we know who she is. She saw power. She saw the aura of energy through power now, lines. And yeah, the shift was at the end in the after credits sequence. Yes. When Pietro yes, yes, comes yes. in, Pietro, Pietro. Pietro. Um, her eyes are discolored, but they're almost the same purple mm-hmm. as as Agatha. Yes. yes. That's what I'm like, saying. The stuff that's going on in there. So, I mean, I think that all that tells me is that Agatha's probably taken over Monica, and we're going to have to deal with that for the, a couple mm-hmm. of episodes or whatever. It's because we have two yeah. left. But, I mean, Monica was able to get in, and, like, Scarlet Witch was like, what the fuck? How did you even get through here? Yeah. It's knowing that she has to have some kind of power, whether that's Agatha working through her. And, and I'm, I apologize if when I said before anticlimactic what i meant was the way that they made the ending so over the top like it's been me the whole time it's it was funny but like that as the button on the end of the episode was less like epic than the two or three episodes before like it's a great episode this is a great show there's not a bad episode but you remember like look at game of thrones you remember the red wedding episode and this wasn't a red wedding uh, yeah yeah episode. no for sure i understand that completely well, it, it it's funny because but it's not a placeholder no, no not by it's no just means. a bra- it is it is it was it's more, exposition the modern is what it is it's also, exposition i'm not a modern family person i've seen a few episodes i get it it's fun but i'm not like super into that show so the sitcom part of it was a tad lost on me although she did some pretty perfect fucking moments there her and Catherine Hahn and I, I agreed with Sean for most of that by virtue of like for somebody who wasn't deep dark nerdy to understand who Agatha Harkness was it was it left me a little bit nonplussed like I wasn't over enthusiastic about it but having done a little bit of research which sometimes you have to do her being that character opens up so many possibilities so Yes, the episode in and of itself wasn't the most exciting thing in the world, but what it did is open up a lot of excitement for the next two episodes for me. Yeah, um, I mean, it's very this shit's going to go off the rails. A, it's very possible this is a huge misdirect. Yep. Yeah, it's very possible oh, that all that. it's doing is opening the door, like we've talked about in the past. And this has been the theory, probably the main overarching theory on the internet with Mephisto. Is that Mephisto's? coming for business by and the like, way that would make so much sense with where we're going with dr strange and mm-hmm. i mean that would and be mephisto, a perfect foil to review for people mephisto is essentially marvel's devil. version of the devil yeah like he yeah. is very much the devil i believe he says which is hilarious because like, he's not even the most powerful being but he's the devil but he's the devil but his powers of persuasion and control and think about introducing that character in the marvel universe what it opens up i mean it, it creates yeah. your connection to that New Mutants yes. mm-hmm. universe. Yep. That he garbage movie. Huge fucking <laughs> that way. Terrible movie. It was not so that bad. fucking bad. Dude, really I want to see it, by bad, the way. Right, should I not waste my time or it's what? It's not that fucking bad. Okay. I, dude. All right. Thank you. Speaking of not that fucking bad, I rewatched the legacy X-Men movies because of Quicksilver showing up and fucking Days of Future Past is one of the best How good is movies. that? It's so I fucking perfect. It was so weird that the, talk about the zeitgeisty. I literally put that on two days ago. Sean was like, I just watched. I'm like, I literally <laughs> went back to that and watched it as well. And there is, you, I'd be hard pressed to find a better acted Mm. Uh, a movie in that universe. That like, so strong. dude, fucking James dude, McAvoy, J- dude, Fast McAvoy, Bender, Evan Peters, fucking Peter killed uh, uh, it in that. Yeah, uh, Jennifer um, Lawrence crushes it in the it. dwarf, the, the midget, Peter Dinklage, <laughs> the, Dinklage, the fidget, Peter Dinklage, the half person. <laughs> we love that guy. I'm oh, just and kidding. he was amazing <laughs> in we it. Love little people, and I thought that was a great cast. Great, great, choice. great movie. So then I went and it's watched a, Apocalypse the, again. 
And Apocalypse is not anywhere near as bad as people called it. The, Compared to Days of Future Past, it doesn't even touch it. There was issues with the makeup. This is the but problem. But the story really wasn't that Sh- bad. Sean, and I think, I don't know, Bobby, if you'd agree with me. The problem with that movie isn't the fact that it was the movie that it was. It was the fact that we already knew Apocalypse. So it was the opposite of fan service when it came to Apocalypse. Well, he seemed to the like look of so it, shitty. But Oscar Isaac was fantastic in the role. And the story of the character of Apocalypse, though they you know did their own thing with him to a certain degree, wasn't that bad. He just looked a little too much like Ivan Ooze from the first fucking Power Rangers uh, fucking movie. And his makeup was terrible. You could see where the plastic and everybody's makeup in that movie is suspect. There's points where Mystique looks like she was just painted three seconds before they started filming her. There was issues with that. But the story itself, how they got into Scott and Jean getting brought into it and the giant the scene they spent a month doing the Quicksilver scene where they tried to double down on what they did in Days of Future Past. And then he saves. Oh, that part's great. It is. But it looks a little cartoony. It's not as good anywhere near Days of Future Past. So then after that, I decided to finally watch Dark Phoenix Sober. And holy fucking God, guys. I tried so hard. Sophie Turner. I still haven't watched the whole thing. Sophie Turner did. It seemed like she did almost no research for that role. There's moments where she's good. And then there's other moments where it seems like she's phoning it the fuck in. And the story's all over the place. and And let's be honest, man. Like, you're talking about one of the most readily adaptable fucking comic book arcs Jesus Christ in history they've done fuck it twice now they you did, don't they have to do twice. any writing and they fucked it up so it they, brings they did it broader... right once they did it right in the X-Men cartoon in, in the, the early cartoon. 90s they did they crushed the fucking Dark Phoenix song. so it brings the question about what are we talking about when it comes to adaptations because we've seen this in the Mandalorian and Star Wars movies and stuff everyone getting upset because of well it's a, it's okay but it's too much fan service and it's like, okay, is it fan service just because you're staying true to your fucking source material? No, is that it's always, why you're mad because yeah. you're pissed off that Apocalypse sucks because that was one of the great comic book arcs, also. Yeah, it and was. they fucked it up. Ah, they fucked so him up. Is there like a middle ground it of like? It could have been better, but it really wasn't that bad. It's just following fucking Days of Future Past. And having a powerhouse at the time before everybody figured out how rapey he was, Brian Singer behind it, you'd expect more. You'd expect more out of... I expected way more. It is not what it should have been. I just think that, like... It doesn't belong in the same conversation as either of the fucking terrible Fantastic Four or Ghost Rider movies. I always hear Apocalypse mentioned with Daredevil and all these horrible Marvel properties. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It belongs with like other marginal ones. Like I would I just say, want super fans to shut the fuck up and stop complaining because they're giving you fan service because they're actually adapting something faithfully. Okay, what's a, what's a worse movie, Bobby? Huh. X-Men 3, The Last Stand, or Apocalypse? Apocalypse. Wow, see? What the fuck? Come on, man. <laughs> I would see, rather... Well, but there's a caveat. See, and there's a, there's a reason why. See, I think I, we're, we're focusing on minutia right now. It wasn't the entirety of the movie, Sean. It was how they treated Apocalypse. It's almost like they never knew who Apocalypse was. He was such more of a badass, much more devious and cunning and fucking... He felt like he was simpy, dude. Like, he felt like he was relying on everybody else too much when Apocalypse really didn't. So, for me, it wasn't so much the makeup or the even the necessarily the story arc. It just felt like they took this badass character that was almost Thanos in stature. No, he is. Apocalypse and fucking, is the X-Men And they Thanos. simped him out, bro. And it felt like he was a bitch. He just kind of became a cipher for, like, any big bad villain 
villain that has some power over physics. And he, yeah, he did. Where but he, he wasn't Apocalypse. Like, no, like, he I had remember the four those, horsemen do all the work, right? I remember those comic books. And, and when you bring up the four horsemen, like one of the greatest things about that comic book arc was his recruitment and bringing in the four horsemen. And they fucked up. Because he was Ar- devious was shit. Archangel should have looked exactly like he did in the comics with the fucking blue Dude, and the pink instead of doing that weird fucking mohawk. By the way, and that's another reason I'm mad at the movie. They fucked up one of my favorite Marvel characters of all time, which, which is, is Archangel. Archangel's dope. Uh, like, just from his powers to his story and everything, like, they took some liberties I didn't appreciate and, with and it. And they fucking criminally underused Psylocke and didn't get into her background whatsoever. And Psylocke is dope and Olivia well, Munn is fucking chance look perfect. Of, you have the chance of using Olivia Munn. But I, be in a I know, movie. Well, but I know, still, I'm saying I went back and watched it, not being like so excited for it, so excited to see Apocalypse. And honestly, in retrospect, I was like, that was a fun movie. There's a lot of really cool fan servicey moments and there's a lot of other cool shit despite of what there is. But you know me, I'm always looking for the good and I want to like superhero movies. I, I defended Batman versus Superman for like two years before I woke the fuck up. I understand that completely. Uh, I, I just think it's it, it falls into some of the DC universe stuff of just being like over the top. Uh, like third act is just going to be a big batch of CGI DC shit does blowing that shit up all the time. and throwing at you know, and that's what they fell into yeah. with Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was a very uninteresting. And then they almost show you some like Dark Phoenix effect. But right. not enough to where it actually right. fucking makes right, it different right, 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 narratively right, right. because for, for whatever reason, they're fucking afraid of embracing the superheroes that actually are in their fucking movies. Right. Unlike the MCU, which is unapologetically like Thor is a big goofy prick and we're going to make a movie about a big goofy it prick. It took three movies to do that. It but did. Still. But, but you see what I'm saying, though? Like they finally just said, we're going to embrace Ant-Man. We're going to embrace yeah, how goofy it. it is. Right. We're, you we're going to put Spider-Man back in high school, even though everybody was going like, oh, we should go with the storyline where he's older, kind of like they were doing with Amazing Spider-Man. But no, fuck it. Some of the best parts of these characters come directly from the... As long as you respect the material and you whatever you do, don't do it exactly. Because like we said, it doesn't translate well, but have the spirit. The spirit of it. And, I th- and, I and think- if Kevin Feige announces that he can have Edgar Wright come in and direct a fucking fuck mutant massacre trilogy Go fuck yourself. Oh that ends God. up with Apocalypse or no, whatever. Fuck this. Give Edgar Wright... Okay. Give Edgar Wright the whole next phase, all the Thanks. big movies in the next phase, and it's a Secret Wars. Give him the do entire Secret Wars. Dude, give him <sighs> the entire universe. And if you do Secret Wars, this is what I've been fucking. And I'm glad they did Crisis on TV, but that's the other big and it was, giant arc. It was for okay. Me. I, I didn't watch it, but because they're never going to be able to do justice to it. it was, and that's me saying that. It was and, okay. <laughs> unless, unless it's a cinema event, they're never going to be able to fucking give the respect that's due to Crisis. Yeah. Because it is, you talk about a convoluted, overlapping fucking thing. Overly complicated. Sweet Jesus. But, but yeah, yeah, Edgar Wright. Where's my me. Blue Beetle mm. movie? So they, they, <laughs> they are building in to the Disney Plus family the secret invasion miniseries okay. i don't know if you guys have read about that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the end of spider-man homecoming we, we far from home or homecoming or the most recent one far from the home. most 
Far From Home. Far From Home. Where Joe, J. Jonah Jameson pops up and says, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. And at the end of that film, famously, like it turns out that Samuel L. Jackson was a fucking crawl the yeah. whole time. Or right, scroll right, right. the whole it time. It was Ben Mendelsohn. And so they're building up this secret invasion thing where you're going to be able to, it's going to be a six-part miniseries on Disney+, Plus, and they're going to do the whole secret invasion storyline. The secret Dude. invasion of the Skrulls. The Skrulls are going to try to use Earth. Oh, and yeah. some of our most commonly known, beloved superhero characters and are now, going to end up being Skrulls. Oh, you God, mean like, like they've been Skrulls the whole, the whole time. And by the way, time? The whole time? The whole time? By the way, can you think of a more incel podcast? I, that we've just, <laughs> yeah, we just went full on into Marvel shit. That was great. But Guys. hey, speaking of you, you started talking about Secret Wars so much that I used one of my birthday gift cards on Amazon to buy the paperback Secret Wars. And I'm going to read oh, it again next week. So, good, so can you? I mean, before we move on to music, can can you even envision a Secret Wars miniseries movie, what have you, without being able to include the black costume and? Venom, yeah, into that Dude. whole scenario because that that's that, that's part. what it was created by the. I mean, yeah, yeah, on yeah. the Beyonders planet, yep. that's where Spider-Man finds this the Symbio. costume. Symbio. Yeah. yeah, and they've already shit Wait, up, they shit the bed on that. Until I thought it was they've, uh, already, they've already taken liberties with all the timeline. No, Spider-Man walks into a room and there's a little black dot. Okay. And his costume had been damaged or whatever, and this fucking co- th- this black the dot, dot that's right. comes all over him God, and becomes the black right. fucking... Yeah, you heard me. Yeah, I know exactly what you said. And he does. It comes all over him. Sounds and, like Tuesday at the Tav. But it becomes the black costume, and then he comes back. Now it's a great lead into the Fantastic Four. Dude, oh, God. that's what's up. You know well, what I mean? Because Reed Richards, Richards so fucking gets the costume off yeah. of him. Yeah. And that's the thing I hated about the, the, the... They couldn't pull any X-Men for the Infinity War and Infinity Gauntlet yeah. stuff, because the X-Men were such huge parts of fucking fighting Thanos I, in that but, moment. But give them an opportunity, let them get hold of the franchise and let's get and that's an why opportunity I'm glad. to restart. Because if you're choosing, go. if you're choosing properties to do, Infinity Gauntlet's one that's like, hey, you know what? Let's work with these phases in Infinity Gauntlet. Let's be patient. Let's wait for the other bigger stories because we gon' get fucking Fantastic Four and Dude, everybody back. Let's, let's be, like, the, the biggest most eventful f- things that happened in comic books when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. The things that I will... Uh, on my deathbed think about are fucking is infinity is crisis mm-hmm. and secret wars for me those were death the biggest Superman. those were the biggest well i mean yes th- there was death superman was a huge thing dark knight another huge yeah. like civil moment war. Um, civil war was civil, fuck, war. civil war was recent pretty ah, much too civil those war was were, like oh five those were those were the moments that captured me and held me into the franchise were, and it was very Civil War-y, right? Where you got all the guys together, you got the whole gang back. Um, I, I, don't, I just don't know if they're going to be able to do it justice. I just, I guess all we can hope for is that with the Fox acquisition, they're going to be able to put together. I mean, they're talking, I mean, it's not confirmed, but I mean, the next three big bads probably Galactus. in the MCU are going to be Galactus, King, King the Conqueror. You King's know what I mean? next. I mean, King's probably next. Gonna be Galactus, and then fucking Doctor Doom at some point, right? You've got you to do Doctor Doom right. Yeah. So we're they tried Doctor Doom twice and failed miserably. Amen. Yeah. So we're definitely talking fucking Fantastic Four. We're definitely talking X Men. hundred percent. You can't write those fucking stories. You can't create those shows without including those properties. And, and, and the I agree. And the biggest super baddie in my mind because the complexity of the character is the Beyonder. Yeah, because of the complexity it requires a of the lot character. of explicit. Like, you have to I build him up say, like Thanos, though. Yeah, 
And I, hopefully he'll look like Michael Jackson. And <laughs> yes. He looked like David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to some Musaka. Yeah, brother. So you do your I'll thing. go first. So uh, Weezer's a band that keeps trying. And uh, they just put out an album recently. Um, called OK Human, which is their little dig, I suppose, at uh, I was going to actually, yeah, actually at OK Computer guys. for uh, and so what they I, I read a little bit of a blurb on it. And it was it was uh, Rivers Cuomo basically saying like I love classical music. So I was like, oh okay, this is his Sergeant Pepper's. There's a bunch of fucking classical music going on in the background. I suppose there's one hit off this that I decided to pick because I just really want to talk about it. Um, and it is called All My Favorite Songs. It's catchy as fuck. I'm not going to say it's a bad song, but I really want to hear your guys' opinion on this new I haven't heard of shit. Alright. I've heard it. All my favorite songs are slow and sad All my favorite people make me mad Everything that feels so good is bad, bad, bad All my favorite songs are slow and sad I don't know what's wrong with me So now listening with you guys, I like it a little bit more because it's Bobby's song. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, so I'll say this about this song. Um, obviously, in his latter years, Rivers has become a little more prone to gimmicks. He did a Van Halen album. Van Weezer, you know what yeah. I mean? Yet to be released. Yet to be Is released. it not released? Did they release a couple songs off it? Because mm-hmm. I swear I've heard one or two off of it. Yeah, but the album's coming out later. Okay. So when I hear Latter-day Rivers and I hear Beverly Hills and I hear like Holiday in the Sun or whatever the fuck, like I, I just get like kind of like a, a cringy. Well, it sounds like, like he's Benjamin buttoning himself. How does he sound younger and the lyrics seem like they're coming from a less experienced, younger well, perspective the, the older he gets? He manages to maintain some of the notes that like, have made him uh, recognizable and memorable as a, as a musician. But like when you go back and you listen to fucking Say It Ain't So, or you know what I mean? And you hear that. That album's almost flawless. Old Weezer stuff. You're just like, holy shit, man. Like these guys were just this post-rock fucking force to just making fun fucking music. They had no apologies about that. Yep. Their musicianship was fucking great. Yep. No doubt and about it. And it is in this, too. I you mean, know? the fucking arrangement's great. It's the fine. instruments are fantastic. It is engineered perfectly. It just seems fucking dumber. And they're 30 years older. So, like, at some point, that's my problem, I guess, with Weezer. It's like, grow as musicians. Right. Grow as songwriters. You know? It sounds great. It's a great-sounding song. It is. I have no beef with it. I'll listen to it. And the lyrics like, are fun. It tells a fun story because it reminds me of but like, us. <laughs> I'm pretty nostalgic and I want to re- have my fucking Wayback Machine and just listen to the Blue Album or God, Pinkerton over, or, over, you know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Shit, even uh, everything before Maladroid, the Hashpipe bullshit. You know? <laughs> everything yeah. before that. Everything before bullshit. that. And and just enjoy Weezer and how cool they were as a, as a freaking group, you know? And maybe it's because Rick Ocasek's dead. I was, I was, <laughs> Is that what? He died and he absorbed him Ocasek, or something? No, Ocasek just, it, that was the soul. Yeah. And I he's mean, dead now. I, I feel like that's, there's got to be something to oh, that. Because what right? is this? What did they call themselves? What wasn't it like nerd pop or yeah, yeah, something? Yeah. Rock pop? I forget what they were called in the 90s. It was, it was, it, they really ushered in a new era of nerd rock. 
Yeah. Um, where it was cool to play D and D and to like comic books and to wear fucking you know square have horn rim glasses. glasses and to wear like ill fitting button up short sleeve shirts skinny and jeans with fucking chucks. This was this was the introduction. This is what I would probably I I, I hesitate to say Bobby and I became human after this era because we just tried to hide the fact that we were so uncool our whole lives and then it became cool to be uncool and it opened up a lot of room um i have a very different take on this after listening to this this is their attempt to be um orchestrated um it's very very well composed i haven't listened to the whole album now from what i understand conceptually this is an album you need to listen yes, to rather is. than one and they all have that accompaniment with and, it and they it have a is very fucking fantastic the arrangement the mix the playing is flawless, flawless. let yeah. me say that especially listening to it on headphones um i'm i hate this less than i thought i would i am um, starting to hate it less too the um, more i listen there is a there is a yeah. sincerity and a and a acquaintness to this song that actually harkens back to old Weezer for me hmm. um, where it's this whole um, it's this whole um, self-effacing honest um, it, his he sounds great Rivers Cuomo has always had a particular voice of a timbre in his voice and he's maintained he it for so long great. well he hasn't beat the shit out of himself with alcohol and fucking go. cocaine um, but he sounds really well it's very well orchestrated I'm very interested before I pass quote unquote judgment to listen to the whole album. Mm. Um, I think the okay human, okay computer wasn't so much as a dig. I think it was more of a revelation. And I think it was for him. Cause let's be honest. Rivers is, is fucking Weezer. I mean, yeah. let's not make no mistake. Um, I think for him, maybe it was him saying to himself that this was his okay computer in a little but way. But he's saying okay human um, because it's all human it's instruments. Dichot- and it's stuff. the dichotomy, right? And even within the context of the song, it's almost like I'm happy when I'm sad. I'm high when I'm low. I'm like he's making these juxtapositions that is very juvenile and very adolescent. And that's what reminds me of old Weezers, that adolescence, that uh, that un- that awkwardness. And so he's speaking to that audience because it's like he, even though he and is. And by the way, no 18 year old's ever going to listen to this album. No. This is for old men. It's let's for be us so, to be able to go so back and view it, it through that think prism. Of it in kinda? the context of an old saying? man. Right? Right. right. Like we, he knows he's making this for us that are in our 40s and in our 50s. So why would he be making an adolescent album for us because the kids aren't listening to this because we are desperately wanting to get back into that adolescent like mindset we are so, always being more childish so it's like is he he's seeing it through the prism life? it's him looking at it through the prism of a younger version of him and yeah. and it's it's very tongue-in-cheek i imagine is what you're saying about how he is saying these things because it it's very absolutist it's very this is a this is from the point of view of a younger person who remember when we were younger in our 20s and everything every little thing was a fucking nightmare every little thing was the biggest thing that ever happened to us a girlfriend broke up with us we're never gonna fucking recover right. we might as well kill ourselves that's the kind of mindset he's talking about I think. the benefit of reflection gentlemen and getting mm. older yeah. So I, for me, I'm gonna. I want to hear the whole album before I, I I lay waste to it. Initially, when Sean picked it and I listened to it, I was like, oh, that's God. why I picked it too. I was like, they're gonna hate this shit, and, and that's I, what I loved about. I just listened to it right now, and I'm like, 
I hope I didn't come off like I not at all. No, no, not at all. And that's the thing. I didn't. I I honestly grabbed. So I was going through looking for a song, much like you do sometimes, like scrambling earlier today. I have to get a fucking song, and I landed on this, and I went, "Oh man, I can't tell if I love or hate this. I think I hate it. I'm not sure. That's. I think the boys will hate it. This will make for great content. It becomes uncomfortable to listen to an artist try to reclaim, yes, and or rediscover something that worked for them mm. in the past. And I that's what I hear when I hear this a little bit is like Rivers trying to like yes. remember what we used to sound like. Mm. Right. You but know then what you I add mean? the totally accompaniment and, you, and, and then, it's but, new. Yeah, and, but yeah, then you add the contextual why is he doing this? Yeah. And it adds a fun little layer maybe if you listen to the album and yeah. I want to hear the album before I, I do too. pass judgment on I hope it's what their fucking going. I hope it's their American idiot. Uh, uh all 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 signs point God, to so the good. fact that this is going to be one of their top three albums they ever yeah, made. I hope so. That's what all signs are pointing to. I think the arrangement, the guy's a musical genius. And if you don't he know is, this, yeah. Rivers Cuomo might be the best guitar player you've never heard play Holy lead. shit. Um, Him and Prince are is, probably the most unsung guitar players uh, amen. ever. Amen. And that's great. You threw Prince in there too because he was as well. But this guy can do shit. There's a reason why they're going to put out Van Weezer. Because he can literally Actually play like Eddie. Like he's a shredder. When he so, wants to shred, he can fucking oh my God. shred. He's a beast. So Aaron, what song did you bring? There's a gentleman named, J- I, I I always thought he was J.I.D., but it's Jid. Um, either way, I guess he, he'll answer to both, yes? Uh, this is a young man who worked a lot with, uh, he had a group called Spillage Village. Earth Gang, who's a, I mean, we can go down a rabbit hole of obscure hip hop. Earth Gang's a very, I like to call them Outcast 2.0 is Earth Gang. Discovered these guys about t- literally 11 years ago. Um, brought him to the forefront. He was in this crew called Spillage Village. He's worked huh. with, he's worked with Jay Cole. He's worked with a lot of guys that you would have heard of. This is, in my opinion, this guy's finally come of age, um, especially this remix. My lord, son. Um, there, I am. I am unabashedly a, a tremendous fan of Denzel Curry. Um, I love that. You shit love that he all did. the Denzels. Anybody named Denzel, you've been a huge fan Dog, of. Don't I lie. Name, I name my dick Denzel. Um, wow, like straight up delusional. So I know, right? <laughs> People are losing their fucking mind over this song, and rightfully so. This kid has buttoned together some of the tightest lyrics, not transcendent by virtue of content, but his flow. Uh, the track itself, um, Denzel's on the second verse. We're going to play the first verse. It drops right in. It goes right. There's no fat to cut off of this track. And this kid is an absolute beast. If you don't know J.I.D., if you don't know Jid, get to know him. Because in my opinion, this is going to be the South's Kendrick um, as he gets a little bit further in his career. Awesome. And you can you can hear it in him. You can hear where he's going. He's got some lines about fuck man, he's tying together some Deuteronomy shit. What? There's a there's a there's a there's a flow that he gets into latter part. We we won't be able to hear it because we can only play copyrighted shit like for a little bit of time. Do yourself a favor, listen to the song. Denzel's verse is a goddamn nightmare. Um it's good, guys. Hopefully, this is where we're going. Yeah. So, do we do the second one or the after, first? Nah, verse? we do the first first, which okay. is which is Jid, and uh, 
Dude, I, I mean, it speaks for itself. <laughs> this shit is fucking mad hype. Did it dance and I'm back again? The whoop ass, the look up blast from the ratchet man. The maddest black is lad in the savage land. The grabbing, dashing, crashing your daddy's van. Bad is the most having this most swaggy is braggy. Has never had anything so I'm acting as if I never had shit. I was moving backwards, I could've hit the backflip. Check this, I ain't never hustle for a necklace. Trying to get the fam straight, get us out of debt shit. That shit get testy, huh? I feel dizzy, Gillespie in the room. Pack me, Carl Izzy, I'm precious. Out the womb, I was last, I'm the youngest of seven. Birthday, same day as the Reverend. Birthday. So the so the beat doesn't really change. There's no and, and it doesn't need to because you're so laser focused on how fucking dope and fast those lyrics are. Um, and it's not even that bibbity 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 like the like super fast like the whole mumble yeah. rap versus lyrical rap yeah. argument bullshit. He's not doing the speed for the impressiveness of being able to tie as much shit in a small amount of time. But uh, that flow, man, that kid's flow is. And you know why I say K dot. You know why I say Kendrick. Yeah. There is a yep. specific thing that kid has. I that thought that I was a bold statement until I listened to the shit and was like, "Finger on what it brain. is," but he's got a grasp of what he's doing now. Um, we talked about it last week a little bit shit. when it comes to like musically creating uncomfortable pauses. Yeah, <laughs> and like these guys. Who produced this? Like, uh, cause I don't even know who produced a remix because um, there's the original. But like you're saying, with the lead has like it, 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 like it throws you off. Like you're just like this is half a beat off. It's just a weird pregnant pause in the middle of what they're doing. It's his ability to fucking. And he, then has he, his, just, he has just, his swing. It's scorched earth. It's, it's so good. Well, it yeah. gives your it gives yeah. your brain a second to catch up and process the last two bits of the verse. And Maybe then, so. Then it just then you're like okay, and then it's he's got it just that, hits you again. And you're like oh god. He's <laughs> yeah. got that line IVs gurneys like shitting in a bag end yep. of life fucking he's hitting you with so much shit like it's amazing at once. And that's it's the thing so I'm the most well scared of done. shitting in a bag and dying slowly when I'm old. Well, and yeah, well, he tackled <laughs> that mid-verse. This is an impressive young man who will be around for a second. If he gets, if he continues to do what he's doing right now, we're not the people he's going to work with. We're not going to hear the end of and No tragedy in the story, no like drug overdose, anything, any shit that happens to musical artists. We hope that that doesn't happen. Well, white people hate him because he's black, but you know. I Jesus. Mean, Outside of that. I'm white and I love Jid. I like Jid. Yeah. He seems like a nice kid. He's a good kid. I'm all about this motherfucker now. I'm going to check it out, dude. I'm no, gonna you go... should check out his yeah. back stuff, too. He's got some really fun stuff. Like, I'm guys. excited as fuck to have some I'm... new hip hop that I'm, like, really, really, really excited I'm, about. I, I can't <laughs> wait till he works, like, exclusively with, like, Kenny Beats or somebody Ooh. that can bring out his And shit. some, like, non-NPR rap would be <laughs> oh, yeah. fabulous uh, have in you, our lives. Have you heard Aesop Rock? I mean, have you if heard? you're not listening to Aesop Rock, you're kind of a worthless <laughs> human being, worthless and guy. you don't even know what you like. <laughs> you oh, you like know what? Pop. Fuck you, because MF Doom. You've never hugged MF your Doom is so much better than Aesop Rock. They're not even in uh. the same universe, and and this bullshit that you're saying. MF Doom, a dead, so better. B just lyrically so much better. I can't even. And by, and I'm by just the kidding. Way, I'm so glad that I'm so glad that you discovered MF Doom last month, Courtney. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> And we're going to call Courtney. you out by name. Courtney. <laughs> Courtney. You know who you are. Uh, you're, the, you're the younger, hipper version of Karen. You're Courtney. What time is it? That's what's up. Uh, guys. It's time. Is it time? To clutch our very pretentious person. Did we decide I'm going first? No, I'm going first. You guys got Karen's fire. Going first. You guys got fire, so I'm going to go first. I don't have first. fire. I got something fun, though. Mine's fire. Yeah, see, my mine is not fire. Mine's very uh, just... <laughs> I came in prepared. Mine's like, all motherfuckers. Oh, you for once. Easy. I Notes, bruh. <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. Notes, bruh. Um, I just want to say 
once and for all. No, I'm not gay, guys. I've tried to. But you try so hard to make us think that you're not that we figured you were. Um, Honestly, I forget sometimes to um, help other people do what they need to do. Like it's like when you see a friend driving towards a wall and you don't say anything because you figure, oh, he'll figure it out. Sometimes jump in and say something. I had a moment where I had a friend of mine that may or may not happen to live with Bobby. I was two blocks away from doing something that would have it would have hurt himself. And I saw that happening and I interceded and I switched direction and cooler heads prevailed. Um, If you see somebody doing something wrong, I get it. We're all adults. You got to let people hit a wall sometimes and I get it. But if you can interject and say something, um, say something. Sometimes being quiet isn't always the best move, even though you feel it might not be your place. If you're a bro with somebody, I want to hear, hey, man. You should do that. You may, you might want to take a look at this. Or you might want to take a look at that. Or, hey, man, I saw your girlfriend with another dude at a bar. <laughs> Don't. There are people I know that would be like, man, I'm not getting involved in that shit. Right. And I get it. But if you consider yourself somebody's friend, then um, you have to open yourself up for fucking, you know, to, to have your friend angry at you because you're going to say something they don't want to hear. Um, so sometimes jump in. Don't always assume that they're going to do the right thing for themselves. Right. Because it's because it's a thing of uncomfortableness. People don't want to be uncomfortable. And you've said that about getting outside fi- your comfort zone. A lot of getting outside your comfort zone is having the tough conversations with the people closest to you to help them or help yourself. I, I just figure the people that I know I trust that are smart. I don't want to get involved because they're going to see what I see. And sometimes, like they say, you're in the middle of the hurricane and there's swirling winds around you and you got to be outside of the hurricane to actually see what's happening. So um, get involved if you can. Sometimes I get not doing it because I do that as well, but it's good to intercede. And sometimes you do some good. And I thought I did some good by stopping this person from potentially ultimately hurting himself by virtue of his actions. He thought he was going to hurt somebody else, but I saw kind of the chess moves ahead. Yeah, yeah. Bobeth. So mine's really specific. And <laughs> like I'm, usual. So Courtney. I'm going to Fuck ask you, Courtney. I'm going to go ahead and ask a rhetorical question and it's rhetorical. So that means Sean, we don't answer. That means you don't fucking interject. But questions are meant to be answered regardless of the word. It's before. my fucking pearl of wisdom. <laughs> Shut the fuck up for five minutes. Five all right, minutes. All right. See if I didn't do that, this wouldn't have been five funny. minutes. <laughs> oh, it was perfect. You're welcome. All right. So maybe you've heard of this thing. Have you ever heard of the pushback? Okay. So most people have. They've been lying in bed with a woman and you end up spooning. And there's a signal that gets sent out because they push their butt back into your general area. Genital. Into your genital area. (laughs) And so yesterday I'm in... The fucking deli. Where is this girl? <laughs> talking to a lady, my lady friend. Wait a minute. And I'm explaining this whole thing to her because she had pushed back on me I don't know, like three hours prior. <laughs> and like, predictably, <laughs> a, a penis came flying at her. Of course. <laughs> Whatever. Well, she asked for it, literally. With so she, w- I explained it to her. I was like, well, you, you know, you pushed, you, you did the pushback. And she's like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. And I'm like, no, you're laying there and you push your butt back and it touches my genitals. And then that's what's called the pushback. And so we get to the deli. We're having some lunch and we decided to pull the room. 
And so we started asking people, all the men in the room, and now not everyone calls it the same thing. So there, Keith is sitting next to me. He's a friend of the podcast. And um, I was like, you know what the pushback is, right? And he's like, oh, you mean the pushback? Go ahead. Ah, there you go. He added a little. And I'm like, see, see what I'm saying? Like Everybody <laughs> thinks if you do the pushback. That means. Penis is forthcoming. And she was like, I can't, I fucking hate you guys. I can't believe we're even having this conversation. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Sometimes as a female, I just want to cuddle more. So I'm going to get closer to you or whatever. I'm There's like, no, to do that. I totally get it. I get where you're coming from. You're just, you're just pushing in for some love, right? You're just pushing in for some warmth and some comfort. And I get it. And that's not how life works. You guys need to understand the second you do that, we're going to like, we're going to present our penises to you. Yes. So I guess my pearl of wisdom would be this in response <laughs> to the pushback. Go ahead. <laughs> guys, that is not a green light to just slam your dick into her. It's it's a green light to try. I I will I would agree with Sean on that point. It is probably a green light to say, eh, I'm going to give it a shot. You know what I mean? But it's not a green light. It's not an end-all be-all. It's not an end-all be-all. Okay. There's a very good chance that's not what she was expecting, you know, especially in the morning. I mean, who wants morning sex? It's gross. Me. You know, I, I know. love me morning too sex. all the time. My morning sex. I know. I, I want so it much best. I had so much yesterday. It's a best. <laughs> I want. I want morning sex after she's been wet farting the the Wendy's that she had the night Ew, before into my crotch. <laughs> just kidding. Why? I love I it because I, because one I one say those... poop things and he goes weird. I just want to shove a Listerine strip under her mouth <laughs> and just make sweet sweet love to her. I'm just saying, guys. Like it's not a. <laughs> It's not a go ahead. You 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 don't get to just have sex with a girl because that spooning action has okay. happened. Okay. Well, you don't just get to have sex with a girl anytime she doesn't want to have sex. I mean, obviously like But you're you, right. You're right. It's not a go ahead. It's Nothing not a, is go, a ahead. go ahead. It's not. No, a go it's ahead. not like you throw a dick no. in them. Which I mean, brings it's me. like from across the room. <laughs> this is You're this, not an Aaron Rodgers no. 20-yard dart. Fuck no. No. All right? And this brings me to my pearl cuz it's so adjacent to yours. It's my pearls very quick and simple. No means no, and they can't say no with duct tape on their mouth. I, is not my pearl of wisdom. That was a complete joke. I just had to say it because it's been I've you I didn't talk out of something. respect. I didn't talk, so I had no, to say the thing. Talk. I've been trying you to talk the whole you time. Definitely no, talked. I didn't. I talked briefly. I would say just like you did. Just like you did. Just like he did. You guys both talked, but it was for respectable. I Thank opened, you. I kind of opened the floor. Oh, I'm sorry. What bit. I meant was you're welcome. He's such a piece of shit. Go ahead, And by the Sean. way, never explain a joke as a joke because then at least oh, it's its jokiness. God, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I just saved a alive. generation of human males. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. So good luck yes. with yours. So mine's pretty simple. It's the there's things that we ignore and there's things that we ignore like doing and you don't really know until somebody else mentions it to you. So like if you hear in passing that, hey, do you do this? Almost like that Mark Marin bit where he's like, hey, you taking turmeric? <laughs> you got to take that shit. If you hear that in passing, it, sometimes you really got to evaluate and think maybe this is something I should be doing. And the reason I say this is because this morning in the shower, I was thinking about at Aaron's birthday when Rex said, "You were thinking about white my people birthday? do not wash their legs in the shower. And I had a moment of realization where I went, holy shit, I do not use the loofah 
on my legs. I just imagine it all just kind of trickles down. She was 100% right. She's 100% right. So as a white male who had never really scrubbed his legs with a loofah. How'd that feel? It felt amazing. My legs are fucking glistening. See? I love it. Just saying. You guys, and I don't have shin acne anymore, which is the thing that I didn't know people got until I got it. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with an entire like race of people telling me that I don't shower right. Bobby was so mad at your house. He was like, what? He's like, why would I wash my legs? And then you went, just kidding. I totally washed my legs. And in my head, I went, Bobby's never washed his legs. And I wash my legs all the time. Dude, I, 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 I'm one of the few, the proud that actually do do that. But there was a straight decade and a half where I figured the, ambient, all down. the ambient fucking water that Trickle was running down. off my head. It was just like Reagan. Yeah, you Reaganomics your Reaganomics legs. my legs. <laughs> you, we, are, we all understand that. So that's what I'm saying. White people out there, you fucks. Wash, wash your fucking legs. Yeah, you filthy fucking Celts. That joke wasn't as cool as I thought it was. I thought and you guys were going to laugh wash- hilariously at Rex's wash your legs because white people and don't And use wash a washcloth. fine. Use a washcloth. Or a loofah. Or, or a fucking uh, whatever implement you want to use. But listen, don't go ass to face to fucking let's end on ass I, right and all that being said if she backs up into <laughs> you that means you can go right in the two without asking Show that. 